Back Judge Podcast. Uh, our request for for Radio Row credentials must have must have been denied, boys, or maybe it was just lost in the mail. Goodell just uh, missed missed us for some reason. Maybe next year. It's a matter of time. Well, Lee and I, uh, Lee and I got very friendly with Jack Collinsworth this yeah. weekend, and uh, <laughs> we. We implored, we implored, we, we were telling him about the BJP and uh, how we really deserve those credentials and we deserve the, uh, the recognition. And, and he seemed to be really perceptive. I'll be honest, I mean, he seemed really receptive. And uh, yeah, I mean, from what I could tell, he seemed like a really good guy. That's good to um, hear. So we'll leave it at that. And, and maybe, hey, we've been snuffed before. <laughs> we've been snuffed before. And maybe, you know, this could be another snuff. We, 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 have the, we have a thick skin here at the Backdish Podcast. That's one thing you got to know about us. If we you want to know what, what kind of people Lee and I are, you know, there's a lot of people were talking in the bar that night that Sidney Sweeney from Euphoria was in there. You know what Lee and I were talking about? Jack Collinsworth. Jack Collinsworth. On his, do you think, on I, do you think I care about Sidney Sweeney? Do you yep. think I care when Jack Collinsworth is in the bar? Do you think that the, the thought of Sidney Sweeney <laughs> – is going through my mind when this is like Chris, this is like the scene from the league when uh, Kevin starts to hit on Matthew Barry. <laughs> yep. Listen, Jack Collinsworth, great guy. We're gonna get him on the pod come draft season. Jack, also, Jack, Jack Collinsworth was was the hottest girl in that bar, huh? He was. Yeah. Without it, oh, without yeah. a doubt in my mind. Biggest brain, biggest brain in the bar. Yep. And all, and he's on the Bengals. He's on the Bengals. So he's on the Bengals. Uh, we'll yeah. But to, interesting. Uh, he did admit his homership while giving the prediction. Did. Um, the, uh, yeah, BJ Blunt got that blue check and bounced. He sure did. <laughs> also, Clep, Patrick McCarry was another kind Patrick of. Patrick McCarry randomly followed me and I, uh, sent him a little DM and. Yeah. And he's turned out to be quite the player. For undrafted the and he's. Undrafted. And he is, he's still starting yeah, for them. Absolutely. Yeah, a good player. Yeah. So shout out Patrick McCarry. All right. Well, yep. it's, it's the Super Bowl preview. The Rams and the Bengals. I, I was thinking about this. I think the Bengals, I think I'm probably, I have like the most surprised that they're in the Super Bowl based on like my preseason predictions more than really any other team that I, that I can remember. It was since I've been, you know, kind of analyzing the NFL. The Eagles were, were surprising, I guess, since like Wentz went down because he was having that MVP type season when he tore his ACL and kind of just kind of felt like, they weren't going to be able to, to get over the top when, when Foles came in. So that was, that was a surprise, but I felt like that team, you know, preseason, I was, I was pretty high on them and I was pretty high on, on Wentz having a good second season, but man, just, just shocked the Bengals are here. Um, they deserve all the credit in the world and going up against uh, my Super Bowl pick in the preseason and, and Lee's Super Bowl pick in the preseason and Detroit's former quarterback, Matthew Stafford and the Rams in the Super Bowl in LA, second straight year that a team is playing at their home stadium in the Super Bowl when that had never happened before. I think pretty, so that's pretty uh, crazy as well. 
just should be uh, should be a really great matchup. I'm I'm looking forward to it. A lot of a lot of good storylines here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would underline that clip that I think the Bengals would would be the most shocking Super Bowl uh, participant in my you know football fandom, at least cognizant football fandom uh, career thus far. I mean. And this is coming from a guy who's basically faded them at every, every turn of the way. I mean, this is a team that I bet against three or four times in the regular season and uh, didn't really think – I mean, you know, I thought they were better than the Raiders, sure. But I didn't really think they had a legitimate shot at making a Super Bowl run. I really didn't think there was a reality where the Bengals were going to make a Super Bowl run, especially in the fashion that they did, winning these one-possession games. Um, so at a certain point, you just kind of got to step back and tip your cap. And it definitely is, you know, I don't know. Even I'm just thinking like week 14, if, you know, future me came on the podcast and said, hey, the Bengals are going to be in the Super Bowl. I think all of us would kind of get a laugh. Well, at I, it, Lee, I just I, looked this up, man. Um, in the preseason on Fox Bet, they were uh, 100 to 1. Well, I saw the odds were as high as 250 to 1 yep. on the Bengals before the season to – win the Super Bowl, not to make it, yeah. to win the Super Bowl. So we're talking, uh, you know, really, that, really. So you, you threw around also the 125 to one. Was that the AFC? Or that's, I, I'm, I'm spewing nonsense. That's what it was. It was 125. Okay. It was 125 still, to one to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was, it was 150 to one on Fox, but after week two, which would be bet 10 bucks to win 1500. Yeah. And, well, and also pre- in preseason on Fox, but only three teams were lower than them. I would have to assume that would have been the Lions, Jets, and Texans. Yeah. What, did the wow. Jaguars? What about the Jags? Maybe no, that, I, that probably. I don't I think the Jags probably had more hype than the Bengals going into the season. Yeah, honestly. no. Yeah, maybe. They maybe. probably did. Well, and you, yeah. I mean, I talked about it last week, and, um, and, and I was also just about to say, even, you know, if you were betting AFC North futures, like the respect that Cleveland and Baltimore were getting well into like, you know, at least Baltimore, I feel like Cincinnati, when was Cincinnati favored to win that division live at any point during the season? I'm sure. They weren't favored to win the division until like week 16 or 17. Yeah. 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 So that, that's kind of the point I was making. And yeah. Um, just, yeah, really remarkable, uh, remarkable, remarkable story. Um, perfect culmination to Joe Burrow and obviously the weapons they got. And I think you have to give some, some credit to Zach Taylor, but I still, as we, as we talked about last week, I, you know, I'm giving credit to Zach Taylor, but I still don't definitively know where I, I stand on him as a coach and uh, you know, here in year three. So I, I think, I think that's interesting and I'm sure we'll get into that more when we start to talk about this game, but yeah, Bengals definitely the most surprising Super Bowl appearance of my lifetime. Yeah. Um, and just to get know, sidetracked a little bit, just for a second, like, this just I just can't help but think with the whole Zach Taylor conversation and the Bengals conversation, like, what, what are this – and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but it's like, what, are, what is this team's expectations going to be next year? I'm talking from, like, a media standpoint. Like, totally. Are they, are they going to be favored to win the division now? Is this going to be a team that is basically viewed as a bona fide playoff team? I, or, 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 or are they going to get a little bit more disrespect where it's more so, hey, you guys caught lightning in a bottle – a little bit and obviously you have burrow and that in, in the firepower but at the end of the day you still have to come back next year and play in a really tough division i'm interested from that standpoint kind of what the respect level on the Bengals is going to be 
I would bet the media narrative is the Bengals are the best team in the division. And I, you know, we're all Joe Burrow fans here, but I'm sure, you know, Joe Burrow's hype right now is at an all time high. He is, he's kind of being viewed as the next Tom Brady. Like it, it's just kind of the, I think the sports, uh, you know, culture and like kind of society we live in. It's just like, he's, he's really on right now. So I think the Bengals are probably going to be uh, an, a well, fade I, for me next I year. Say, I'd have to I, say. I would say, Lee almost a lot depends on the game. Mm-hmm. Like if the Bengals come out and they just just win the Super Bowl, I think they'll be the favorite and and you know kind of seen that way by the media. If they you know play it close, and they're obviously not favored in the game, but if they if it, if they play it close, if Burrow plays well, you know, and they just kind of lose and in, in close fashion, I still think that'll be the narrative. But I would say maybe the Rams come out and just look like the better team win by double digits. Then you might see some more, I guess you could call it disrespect or, or just mm-hmm. lower um, expectations than a team usually who's the Super Bowl runner up would, would see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you think their win total is when, you know, win loss or draw in the Super Bowl next year, it's, it's gotta be at least nine. You'd think, right. I'd probably say 10 and a half would probably yeah. be the yeah. total Yeah, with yeah. 17 games. Yeah. And I think, you know, We'll and see how considering the, the first, it'll, they'll get a first place schedule, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. It'll, you know, I think we'll probably all be on the, uh, the pump, the brakes on the Bengals. But then train. it's also like, you know, who, who are the guys in their team that are, you know, pending contracts or anything like no one. Sure. So, so they'll, have a, huge, wanna... they'll have a huge opportunity in free agency and the draft to, to fix some holes. I also want to just give a quick shout out to the Bengals defense. Mm-hmm. Um, just even referencing the playoff run that they've been on they've had a really good ability to be able to take away the opposing offense's biggest threat in every matchup um it started with the raiders and and kind of limiting the explosive passing with Carr and limiting the almost easy receptions to waller and renfro it didn't really seem like the raiders were getting anything easy then you go to the second round being able to completely shut derrick henry down um obviously forcing turnovers along the way then getting into the AFC championship, being able to kind of hold serve um, before halftime and then come out in the second half with the, and, you know, say what you will about the play calling on Kansas City's end, but getting Mahomes going backwards, keeping his eyes towards the line, line of scrimmage and um, being able to make big plays when big plays were needed to be made. I mean, that's just been something that this defense has, has really been able to do all year. And that's uh something that I really don't think should be overlooked. And Tommy, one of your boys that has been your boys for a while, who's just a really great player is Jesse Bates. And that's a guy who I think needs to start coming more into the mainstream conversation as one of the best. He's a free agent. He's He's a free free agent. agent. I think he's, I think he's, he's, you can make an argument. He's the best safety in the NFL. Yeah. And I'm sure that the Bengals will, uh, you know, sign him back up. Uh, He's kind of, you know, a guy they drafted in house and have really groomed. And a guy that I, I, you know, also deserves credit too is Mike Hilton, man, and the slot. He's probably one of the better slot corners in the league. Came over from Pittsburgh. He was awesome with them. Going over the division uh, rival, and uh, you know he's been a really, I think, unheralded, uh, unheralded guy. And also shout out uh, Trey Hendrickson, who I think was, you know, after last year in New Orleans, we didn't really know where. Well, you people know, thought it was a downgrade from Carl Lawson. Exactly, you know? exactly. And Lawson obviously tore his Achilles, and yeah. we'll see how he comes bounces back from that next year with the Jets, but. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a great point. Luke. But it's just, yeah. there, were just, there were just doubts about him too because he was opposite Cam Jordan. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, How's true, this guy yeah. gonna do? You know, 
but he's he's played extremely well. Sam Hubbard's it, been playing well too. Sam yeah. Hubbard's been playing well. B.J. Hill, D.J. Reader, your Logan boy Wilson. Logan Wilson, Clep. Obviously, even guys like Jermaine Pratt coming in and making play. Like it just seems like this is a Cincinnati defense. How, that was just how like much a bigger group. is the is the plate of crow for William Jackson when it comes to his opinion on the Bengals compared to our plate of crow when it comes to our opinions on Logan Wilson? I mean, I think William I Jackson has. I think William league. Jackson. William Jackson said some stuff that you can't really take back. I yeah, think. and just <laughs> coming from a standpoint as a guy who was on the Bengals as recently as last year, goes and signs with Washington and basically says, the, "Them boys don't know how to win, and their fan base is is basically reaping karma, reaping eternal karma for how bad of a fan base they are. They don't know how to win." Going to Washington, winning like six games this year, and watching the Bengals go on a on a Super Bowl run, I, I think that that's that's something. The Bengals win their first playoff game in thirty or forty years. They go on a Super Bowl run. That's just something that I don't know if there's a bigger plate of crow in the history of mankind than than William Jackson. Uh, well, we, let's let's not go that far. We're not historians, but uh, no, that's that's true. I would love to get some memory. I'm Maybe sure if we had some, a little bigger great, budget, it'd be great to get a Crow historian on the back judge box. It would. I'm sure there's some very large uh, plates of, of Crow that have been uh, yeah. served throughout the years. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I, I was just thinking, too, like, I really do think in terms maybe, of the Maybe Bengals, Matt Hasselbeck, we're going to take the ball and we're going to win, throw in a pick yeah. six. <laughs> That's, that is for sure. Throws his pick six to, to Al Harris and loses in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm the ref's hot mic. That's a pretty big. That's a pretty. That's a, that's a steal, yeah. Cody Crow. But in but in terms of like you know how wrong William Jackson was and how yeah. how somewhat right he was when he made the statement and, yep. and just to how quickly the fortunes turned. Um, can we can we talk about the Rams super quickly before kind of breaking down the matchup? Yeah, sure. Uh, just uh, hey man, the Rams. All of their offseason moves uh, led to this point. I think. I think this is, you know, almost another case study in the sense of, you know, upgrading the quarterback position when you know you need to is just one of the most important and also, I guess, self-aware things um, that organizations can do to improve their chances of success. I think, obviously, there's some some drama right now with Kyler and, and the Cardinals, but I don't think anyone argues, you know, just kind of punting on Rosen after one season and, and upgrading for to, to Kyler you know, that wasn't a mistake. And then you see a team like the Rams who pay Jared Goff a huge contract. Les Snead pays Jared Goff a huge contract and basically says, you know, we were wrong about it and, and trades two picks to get out from under that contract for, for a guy like Matthew Stafford, who at the time of the trade, I, Lee, would you say at the time of the trade, maybe it's because, you know, we live in the Detroit echo chamber, but it seemed like most people thought that it was, it was an over, overpay. For Stafford. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That was the consensus opinion. That trade took a lot of criticism. The Rams took a lot of criticism for that trade. And I also think just being out here, hanging out uh, in L.A. with most of the kids that I grew up with are Rams fans. When, you know, this summer I heard a lot of them say, like, is Stafford going to be good? Like, I just think Stafford was such an unknown quantity to the vast majority of, you know, kind of like casual fans in the the NFL. And, you know, I think that kind of aids to that you know, what you guys are saying. Yeah, but even, you know, obviously I could understand, you know, your average NFL fan, you know, Detroit isn't in prime time very much. They made the playoff three times with Stafford, lost all the games, doesn't understand like the inner workings of the team. But even like people who are 
paid to, to talk about this stuff seemed, seemed like that was kind of the narrative coming from them. And I think, you know, you would say at this point, the Rams were probably right to make the trade, but at the end of the day, you know, golf got them to the Super Bowl, right? So, so winning a Super Bowl with Stafford would, I think, ultimately justify the trade. And, uh, you know, in, in year one, too, uh, of that kind of experiment, if you could call it that, uh, would be huge. So, and especially because, you know, I, again, in my opinion, the, the, even at the time, you know, I th- thought the trade was totally worth it and, and would pay off with the Rams as, you know, evident, obviously, from, from my preseason prediction about the team. But I don't, you know, want to disregard the fact that, yes, they gave up two first-round picks. And, yes, they've given, out for, given up first-round picks um, before for, for other players. They haven't made a first-round pick since they took Goff. So there is, you know, potentially a certain point where some of these decisions will catch up to the team and man, I guess I mean, we could maybe morph into the, the, the preview of the game. It, it seems like it's sitting on, on a silver platter for them. As much as I want to, you know, give the Bengals respect um, to play the Bengals in the Super Bowl, as opposed to a team like the Chiefs or, or the Bills, is um, I think a big, big advantage for the Rams. And it's, it's so hard to make Super Bowls. And it's, it's even harder to win them. We, we've seen it even in Kansas City. They've made four straight AFC championship games and they, they only have one, you know, I don't want to say only, but they have one ring to show for it. So you don't know what's going to happen in the future. And I just feel like the Rams, man, have a golden opportunity to just to get that ring and kind of be playing with house money in terms of the Stafford trade and everything, you know, going forward after this season. I have two quick points to make. The first one is on the Stafford trade. I also think it's baked in with Les Snead where it's like when he's making that trade and he is indeed trading away those first round picks, he has to think in the back of his head, like if these picks aren't 28 through 32, I'm going to lose my job. So he knows that these are really late first round picks because he's, he's, he's throwing everything at the wall and he's saying, we're going Super Bowl or bust, which essentially means we're not giving you the 15th pick in the draft. We're not giving on, you the 20th you know, pick. And, and at the time, man, on a guy who hadn't won a playoff game and is coming off of two straight years with, with injuries. Yeah, absolutely, which is a huge gamble. Also, to the point that you made about the Bengals, I mean, I'll say it. I obviously don't think this anymore. You know, my, my opinion has changed since the beginning of the playoffs. At the beginning of the playoffs, if you ask me to rank – the Cardinals, Buccaneers, 49ers, and Bengals, which are the four teams the Rams are, have played and are going to play in this playoff run, I would have ranked the Bengals as the worst team of those four going into the playoffs. At this point now, seeing what I've seen, I would probably rank the Bengals above the Cardinals. I don't know if I think the Bengals are better than the 49ers. I don't think I do. I don't know if I, – I definitely, I definitely don't think the Bengals are better than the Buccaneers. So – this is, the, this is the, where I completely agree with you, Adam, where it's like, it's no disrespect to the Cincinnati Bengals. You have to absolutely respect them as a team. They beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. They beat the Titans in Nashville for whatever that's worth. They've won three playoff games. They win close games. They have a star quarterback, right? All that stuff. But the, at the end of the day, you're at home in the Super Bowl, and you're playing a team that you've beat better teams to get there. And it was that, ranked 28th preseason to win the Super Bowl. And that's, that, that's a deal that I think the Rams would take 10 times out of 10. So from that standpoint, I, think, I, I totally agree. I think it's worth mentioning. And I don't think – I think the trade is already justified. And I think we all supported the trade when it happened for good reason. And I guess that's because we were closer to Stafford than potentially, you know, the Lehman fan or even some, you know, the, the Mike Florios of the world. 
but Eric Eager, uh, <laughs> Eric Eagers of the world. But I think I think the trade's already justified. Like when the trade was made, we were all like, "This needed to happen." The guy, you were going nowhere with Goff, and you made a mistake by extending him, and you know you're you're paying to amend that mistake. But it was the right move, and as long as Matthew Stafford is healthy, he gives his team a much higher ceiling um, than you know they ever had from a passing attack. And when they went to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, obviously the, their defense has always been good, but they had Todd Gurley, who was, you know, an MVP candidate every year, and he kind of drove that offense. So yeah, I don't I, think, you know, you have to contextualize everything. And I, and I think just to finish up, Lee, I think you made a great point. I think the Bengals are better than the Cardinals, but I completely agree. I, I don't think they're better than San Francisco or Tampa Bay. I think, yeah. you know, I, and I think that's a really good point. Um, yeah, take it, take it. Uh, I just want to piggyback off what you were saying, Tommy, with the because I I agree that the trade's already justified, even if the Rams lose, because even if Matt they Staff- lost to Arizona, even if they lost even, to Arizona, the trade well, the trade was justified. Yeah. I think. Well, well, you're you're this is an alpha roster. This is an alpha team with alpha players on it who are not getting any younger. Matt Stafford turned 34 years old yesterday. He's probably going to play for another three to four years, and he's undeniably much better than Jared Goff. So for those reasons, the fact that you've traded the 31st or 32nd pick in the draft this year and whatever your first round pick is going to be next year in Jared Goff for this guy, I think there's really no way. I, I guess to flip the, what I'm saying on its head, I would have a really hard time arguing that the trade was not justified. I would have a hard time trying to find reasons as 100%. to why the trade wasn't justified. But there was a reason they made the trade, and that was to win a Super Bowl. And they still got to him with with Goff, even, you know, with the running game or whatever. I mean, Goff was a good quarterback that year. He put up really good stats and and, Mm -hmm. and played well for them. So it it was more just a – Yeah, I mean, he was a good quarterback in the same way that Trubisky was a good quarterback for the Bears in 2015 uh, or 16. I think we – I don't – I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think at least Lee and I, and I believe you too, Adam, but I could be wrong. Like, our tone on Jared Goff, we, we started this podcast in the spring of 2017. That's when he was drafted. I don't think there's ever been a moment where, like, Jared Goff is, is you know, you, the Rams should be sticking on a Jared Goff and they should be carrying, you know, carrying water for him. So, um, no, I know. Yeah, and we don't need to get stuck on him. But uh, overall, boys, what do you think of, of the matchup in general? Uh, do you think that the I, – I mean, I know we're kind of maybe uh, disrespecting me, let, the Bengals a little bit, but – let me let me t- let me talk about uh, let me give a case for the Bengals or at least you guys are definitely um, you know I, I think the Rams are going to win the game I'll, I'll say that but I, I will say the reason I'm not you know financially invested in the Rams or you know taking this to the bank I think it's a really sharp line one at four four and a half whatever it is and two I I'm scared of Joe Burrow <laughs> like I'm I I think Joe Burrow is the better quarterback in the game and that's no dig to Stafford it's just the way that really? Joe Burrow is playing right now. I do. I'd rather I'd rather have Joe Burrow in this game than Matthew Stafford. No, and it's it, it's not a dig. It's not a dig at oh. Matthew Stafford because those that are is kind of a dig. Stafford, that's totally man. a dig at Stafford. That's totally a dig. You can't I say that and, and say it's not a dig at Stafford. Well, I mean, I'm not. I, I guess it, it could be a dig at Stafford, but it's not. It's not meant to demean Stafford. Or I just want to make it clear. I disagree with that. I'd rather have Matthew. Really? Stafford. I mean, that's, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Burrow is is a year and a half. He's played like a year and a half worth of games. Stafford is a ten plus vet he doesn't really like I, I don't really know what burrow does that staff matthew stafford really taking either. his bengals team to the super bowl is, if matthew stafford at any point in his career was on this team is he taking the super bowl i don't know man joe burrow intangibly is i like him better than matthew stafford in, in the big game i i am scared about facing joe burrow in the big game that's the only reason why the bengals are in this game in the first place 
We laid it out. There's, it doesn't make any yeah, sense why I, this I team think, is I mean, in the Super I, I Bowl. Think, I mean, Stafford's the main reason the Rams are where they are too, man. I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's led a, he he led a comeback against the 49ers. He got them a field goal and everything was falling apart around him in Tampa Bay against Brady. When I mean, it was nothing that happened in the second half was his fault. And, and he Tampa, still willed yeah, them into a win. I, I think you he's can make the great. same argument in terms of the Rams being there versus, versus Burrow. I mean, we saw what the Rams were with Goff last year. Yeah, I think you can make the same argument that both teams wouldn't be there if not for the play of their quarterbacks. And you totally, can probably make but, that argument against any, you know, with any team that makes the Super Bowl. I, I just think with two weeks to, to prepare, for, you know, that these defenses have with Stafford's experience in the league, um, you know, I think Stafford has dispelled any, you know, issues with playing in big games through his playoff run. You know, I mean, Stafford, Stafford is one of the best fourth quarter, quarter, quarter quarterbacks in, in NFL history in terms of totally. you know, come from behind win. So totally. I, don't, I think he I has just, the same exact intangibles that Joe Burrow does, if not, and, and, and with added experience. He, he's, he's ice cold, bro. There's no, there's no real difference between those guys in terms of like, oh, wow, like in game, like Joe Burr, you can say the same thing about Matt Stafford. Same exact. You definitely can. And that's why I, I would rather have Matt. Who would you, which quarterback would you rather have with a minute, one timeout, and like you got to drive the length of the field? To Joe, Burrow. The Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I'd rather have Joe God. Burrow. I'd rather have Joe Burrow. I, I, I don't, I don't think, think it's like, I, I think that you guys should disagree to disagree because I don't really, I think both of them are really good. And that's the reason why they're both in the Super Bowl. The one point I want to make about this game and I want to see what you guys think about is um, I think that um, the Rams defense is by far the best defense Joe Burrow will have gone against in this playoffs. Um, when you look at the, the run to get to where they're at, the Bengals played the Raiders, they played the Titans and they played the Chiefs. And I don't know what the metrics are necessarily, but those are three defenses that it doesn't really necessarily take a football nut to figure out that those are three of probably, I, I would assume cumulatively we're talking bottom 12, bottom 15 defenses in the NFL. Now you have to take a step up and play the Rams, which I think is a top 15 defense in the NFL. When they're playing on, on the tip that they have been playing in the playoffs, they're a top 10 defense in the NFL. Um, you've got two superstars in the defense and I don't think running the ball is going to come as easily uh, against the Rams as it did against those other three defenses. And I don't think that Joe Burrow being able to make plays with his feet, which he's very, very tremendously good at doing is going to come as easily either. So I think the Rams defense is going to have answers for this Bengals offense for the, for the pixie dust, if you will, because that's essentially what it's been and not even in a derogatory way. It's been incredible to watch, but it's like magic what Burrow has been able to do offensively on some of these plays against the chiefs against the Titans, against the Raiders. Um, I think that the Rams are going to have answers for some of that stuff that the other teams didn't have. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, my, my other underlining point I want to make is that's the first point. The second point is I just think that, and you know, I, I, I'm probably around 500 or under 500 when I talk about the locker room before games, but you got to think in that Rams locker room that they're about as locked in as you possibly can be after going on a run like this, um, losing in the Super Bowl the way that they did however many years ago, three years ago, having the comfort of Matt Stafford being their quarterback, knowing what's across from them in Joe Burrow. They know who Joe Burrow is. It's not a secret anymore. It's not like you can doubt this guy anymore the same way that even the Chiefs could doubt him. Like, it's out there. It's, it's, it's on the table now. Um, I think the Rams are very clear on what they need to do, what the mission is. I think they know that they're in an advantageous position. 
And I think from Bengals standpoint, if you want to talk about the locker room, they're going in there. They're going to play free. They're going to play fast. They're going to play with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to do what got them there. Um, I think Joe Mixon has been a huge catalyst to their ability to be offensively effective. And if he can run the ball effectively, the Bengals are absolutely going to have a chance to win this game. Um, I kind of like the, the uh, prop of Joe Mixon longest rush over 13 and a half yards. I, I think Mixon, I don't think he's going to be able to get a ton of rushing yards, but I could see him breaking one long. I could see him breaking one for 25, breaking one for 30, maybe, um, you know, uh, against this Rams defense. But ultimately, man, I think that the, all the pieces are in place for the Rams to win this game because I ultimately think they are the better team. But hearing myself talk, I sound like a broken record because I've been fading the Bengals every step of the way. So someone else can take the mic. I'm still annoyed with the Burrow-Stafford situation. I, I understand what, what Tommy's is, what coming is, from. What does Burrow do that Stafford like, uh, does it for you, Tommy? Burrow, Burrow's Stafford a better is, athlete. Matthew Burrow's Stafford, a better athlete. No, no, no. Matthew Stafford is more talented than Joe Burrow. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that are, have more okay. talent. Joe – that, that's my – I mean, that's kind of like – it's it's not really like a dig at Stafford. It's more just the intangible factor of Joe of Joe Burrow, the fact that this Bengals team is in the Super Bowl right now, the fact that I faded them, uh, I mean, especially heavily. I mean, maybe I'm still overcompensating for the Kansas I guess, City game. I guess I understand the point, yeah, 100% of, like, the fact that the Bengals were where they were preseason. Stafford never did anything like that with Detroit in terms of, like, over overcoming the odds. Um, but, like – whatever, you know, all the Joe Cool, Joe Burr, like whatever, Stafford has more than proven that he's been able to operate like when the odds it's, are against him as it's well. It's not I mean, about he, that. It's not about that though, Adam. That's not, that's why I said it's not a dig. It's not like I'm saying that Matthew Stafford isn't these things. It's just all of what Burrow has done at every step of his career, starting at his last year at LSU versus how he played up until his knee injury, his rookie year. And then this season, he, yeah, but like, you're basically saying like, if you were, say you were Vegas and you got to switch the quarterbacks that like you'd give the Rams an even better chance to win the game with Burrow than they would with Stafford. I think I, I mean, I think I would, it wouldn't be huge, but it would be like five points. I mean, Stafford on the bench. Like, yeah. Points. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, five, oh, six. Yeah. I'm saying if they, if they were switched, I mean, I don't, I'd have to think on that because it's I, I don't know. I, I think wanna... that's kind of a futile, you know, exercise. I know. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm just, yeah. I just, come on. I think, I think the thing I want to say about Burrow that's been so impressive is like, I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback work as well from the pocket and have better feet. The guy is so good at avoiding sacks. He's so good at avoiding pressure. Um, he's so, he's, he's hard to bring down because he's so nimble. And um, considering think, too, like how much he's been under duress this season. And well, I think that's like part of the reason so why low. he's so good. Yeah. Is like, because yeah. he's so used to it that it's almost like second nature for him at this point. Um, I think Matt Stafford, like I said in the last podcast when I got on my soapbox, I mean, when it comes to making throws that other players simply can't make, Joe Burrow cannot make throws that Matt Stafford can make. There are, there are throws Matt Stafford makes that I literally don't think any other quarterback in the NFL can make. Like, I literally don't even think Patrick Mahomes can make certain throws that Matt Stafford can make. It's not even a dig on Mahomes. It's just like the fact that Stafford's been playing for as long as he has – and he's been overlooked for as long as he has and the way that he works in their offense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm getting juiced up talking about it. It's, it should yeah, be a really I also, good game. I also want to put something out here, too, because the vast majority of America seems like they're rooting for the Bengals. And honestly, like every bone in my body wishes I could like root for the Bengals in this game. Just like I've seen some great videos this week of some very old men. Uh, crying. I saw one video of an old guy crying when the when the team made the you know Super Bowl, 
and I think TJ Hushmanzada gave him tickets to the game and he was just like crying and thanking everybody for it. And just kind of the, the similarities that Bengals fans have with, with Lions fans in terms of the playoff win drought and, and all that. And in the, in the fact that the Rams have a crappy fan base, they, they just have a crappy they fan do. base. I mean, they were, they were outgunned in their own building for the NFC championship game. Um, and so ultimately well, that's I, I, you rip a team and move them to LA. Yeah, exactly. LA's and, not a and, sports and town. so, I wish, you know, it was, it was golf quarterback in the Rams and I could really root for the, for the Bengals in this one. But ultimately, um, my desire to be proven right with my preseason prediction and um, my appreciation for Matthew Stafford and, and what he did in Detroit on and off the field um, brings me, brings me to, to pick the Rams. I, I'm going to say the Rams win, win handily, honestly. Um, I like them to win, I'll call it uh, 31-17. I'm going to say the Rams win 33 to 24. Jeez, high scoring. Um, I, tend to, I tend to think this is kind of an underlook. I like uh, over five and a half sacks. I think the Ram, I mean, I think the X factor for me is the Rams. Uh, we talked about the defense, but especially the defensive line going up against that Bengals offensive line. I think, you know, all the criticism that we gave the Bengals throughout, you know, the past couple of years for not addressing their offensive line, but especially, you know, it's 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 been a weakness for them, and they've been able to succeed in spite of that. And I think Lee, you bring up a great point with the Rams defense, and we saw what a Titans defensive line was able to do, pretty much from Jeffrey Simmons, and obviously they have a they have a pretty nice pass rush. But this this uh, Rams pass rush is for real. Um, you know, I was not a huge fan of the Von Miller trade, but hey, you gave up this draft capital, and you're in the Super Bowl now, and you have a really good chance to win it. And well, and Von uh, Miller's playing like he's 27. Yeah, he's playing unbelievable. He's yeah. playing great. Um, yeah, and they so think about like I if they're think, able to dial it up like they did against Kyler, man. I mean, that was that was a game where they were throwing the kitchen sink at the Cardinals. Um, you know, I don't think Burrow will have the issues that Kyler did, but I mean, they've they've well, been Burrow shown also to, is. I mean, they, they, yeah, I'm just saying they've in the playoffs they've they've had moments where they're playing well, really well. Burrow's been one of the best players um, in the NFL against the blitz. That's why so much of those Ravens, both of those like the Ravens, have been such a good matchup. Obviously, their secondary. Uh, has been much maligned this year, but they're also one of the, they were one of the more blitz heavy teams with Wink uh, Martindale and, and Burrow's been really good against the blitz, but I, I think the Rams are just going to pin their ears back and rush four and they're probably going to win a lot of the times. Um, and, uh, and, you know, they have playmakers in the secondary, Eric Weddle is playing, <laughs> playing great man uh, going in. He just is such a, you could tell he just, he loves the game so much. He's a smart football player. Almost I mean, like what, kind of ruined the, the divisional game. Yeah, he yeah, was lucky totally. it was called a, a dead ball foul. Yeah, but he was didn't he lead them in tackles in that game too? I mean, he's just been he's he's been really uh, letting it all out there, which is awesome to see. So there, and you know Whitworth, there's there's a lot of great storylines uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably a low score. I really don't have a read on the Super Bowl, man. I think the I think the Rams are going to win, and I lean to the under. So I'll say that if the Rams win twenty four seventeen. And Burrow, they get, they get a stop. They got Bengals are trying to rush the, uh, you know, drive the field, and they can't get it done. So I'll, I'll take the. I'm not going to take the Rams. Okay. Oh, well, I was just going to say I'll take the Rams 24-17, but I still am. I don't know if I want to take them on the spread. You know, I I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Tommy, I, mean, you I wanna, are you Tommy? Are you going to punt on a another opportunity to bet Von Miller Super Bowl MVP? I might have to do it. I might have to do it just for. Uh, for old time's sake. Well, you say there's um, going to be sacks. I mean, heck, yeah. if he gets two or three sacks, man, he's there. If he gets a strip sack, man, and uh, yeah. maybe a touchdown, just like he did against Carolina, uh, 
you know, he, he very well could win it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Clep. I might, I might have to do that for, uh, for the process, for the, uh, for, the, for, the, for the gambling gods. So. I'm not going to predict a Ramsey interception, but I'm challenging Jalen Ramsey to get an interception in this game. The back to podcast. Mean, what's, is Jalen Ramsey going to stick Jamar Chase the whole game? That's what I would assume. Yeah, probably. That's I, I think advantage Jamar, man. I think, think Jalen Ramsey can't check Jamar I Chase. think they do it until it doesn't work. Yeah. That would be my prediction. I think he can check Jamar Chase. I don't know. I think I think, think Jalen Ramsey is – I think, yeah, he can, but I don't know. I, think I mean, Jamar it's not Chase to say Jamar Chase will get a couple wins. Yeah, know? I mean, you're always going to get wins. I just, I think if he can hold Jamar Chase to under, like, 70 receiving yards, that's a win. Yeah, that definitely is a win. I, yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's a really interesting matchup because they're both, they're both so physical. And uh, I just think Jamar is such a dog. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, the Bengals were able to win in spite of being sacked nine times at Tennessee – 19 to 16 right that's what it was well that's because Tennessee's offense was just like yeah well it's gonna you know come down to uh to Stafford and 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 that offense and you know that should be that should be interesting I don't really know you know I I give McVay the coaching advantage but I still you know I've I've been you know yelling at the clouds like an angry man about McVay and and how I think he's a he's a little bit of a uh, a boob in game so but I I you know I don't know if I'm really ready to back Taylor in any form or fashion. So uh, it should be interesting to see football coach. Um, Boys, Zoom Zoom gave me a little minute warning here. I don't know if you guys can see that. Yeah, I can see it. I can't see it. I can see it. Less than a minute. Uh, It says less. Yeah. What was that too? Um, That's why we're Skype guys. Let's let let me just, I think if I just end this and I'll I'll start a new one. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Everyone here? Sounds good. All right, we're back. This is why we're Skype boys. Yeah, seriously, with Zoom, Zoom doesn't have the right to hold us down like this. <laughs> um, where were oh, we? Drop out? Did Tommy drop out? What's going on? I don't on? know. Uh, there he is. There you he guys, is. Can you guys see me? Yeah, we got oh, you. Um, where were we? We were talking a little Von Miller Super Bowl MVP. Do we have any? Uh, I think Stafford ends up getting it by default. Maybe a, maybe a Cooper Cup sneaky. Yeah, yeah. I have a I have a underwhelming kind of repertoire of prop bets at my disposal right now, so I'm not really not really looking to get in on anything other than just rooting the Rams to win based on the preseason prediction and the uh, future that I have on them. I did want to throw out some uh, friend of the show picks. Uh, Carl Jones says Rams twenty to fourteen. Stafford gets MVP. Respectable. Um, Low scoring, 20 to 14. Yeah, he's on that under, I guess, Tommy, right? Carl and I are both on the under, yeah. It's good to, um, good to know. Joe Wooge, Rams 28, Bengals 16, Stafford MVP. That's a Wooge score if I've ever heard one. Um, Lopas, Rams 34, Bengals 13. So big on the Rams from, from Lopas. He says Stafford MVP. Um, JP Shady, Rams 28, Bengals 20, Cooper Cup MVP. And uh, Dustin and, and Connor threw out some props here. Uh, Dustin said, the team who wins the coin flip will elect to defer. 
What are the odds on that? Like that's what happens like ninety percent of the time. (laughs) And then Connor, Connor with a little bit more uh, sauce in his. No touchback for his kickoff. Those guys are degenerates. No, I've seen no touchback in in some pretty sharp circles. So I'm no surprise (laughs) that that's coming from Connor. Those guys are degenerates. I'll throw out. I mean, I like over over five and a half sacks uh, plus plus one ten on DraftKings. Lee, I liked your mixing thing. Yeah, I like Mixon's longest run to be over, I think it's 12 or 13 and a half yards. Um, I think that's, uh, that's a good – I think I saw somewhere Sony Michelle anytime touchdown was like plus 250. I think that's very interesting. Mm. I think he could be kind of a goal line yeah. guy for them. That's where they use him. Everyone loves Akers, and I like Akers too, but it's like I, I, they use Sony. They use Sony. And, and they, guess they, who's had some little fumbleitis? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um yeah, other than that, I mean, I didn't really come prepared with anything crazy. Um, I think Jalen Ramsey at 100-1 to 1 is interesting at, at Super Bowl MVP. Um, yeah, if it's a low scorer, he gets a pick six. Yeah, just one really big play, and I think he could be the MVP, and that's just like a, a really big price. So that's the only reason I like it. Um, don't necessarily think it's going to happen. What did I say? 33-24. I think Stafford ends up winning the uh the MVP. I like that Shady has Cup. I think Cup could 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 end up bringing the uh Super Bowl MVP home too. One kind of last I mean, thing, I think we we kind of touched on it talking about Ramsey potentially getting that chase assignment following him around the field. The one thing I would say though is is I like maybe I like them I think the Bengals might have a, an advantage in terms of you, you know the their Boyd and and Higgins going up against, you know, the other Rams corners. Mhm. Yeah. I mean and Higgins Bengals has had have, a nice playoffs too. Well, Bengals, Bengals, Bengals have a top five receiving trio, I think, pretty easily. I guess you can throw out the Bucks, the Chiefs, and the, you know, I mean, the Chiefs don't have any depth, but and the Cowboys, I guess, are in there. But the Bengals are right in that conversation too. I mean, um, Jamar Chase really is that dude, and then you're you're forced to contend with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd as your number two and three receivers, and and those guys are are really good in their own right. So. Yeah, I, it's really interesting. I mean, and so much of MVP has to do with game state. I think if you think the Rams are – I mean, if you think the Rams are going to win, you know, you're, it's most likely going to be a Stafford MVP, um, especially with all the narrative behind him as well. Uh, you know, barring some – you know, an Aaron Donald, I think, could have a big game or just like Von Miller did. Any any game record on defense, obviously, will uh, we'll get it. But, you know, there's, we've oh, had yeah. some weird ones over the year. Sorry, I Julian just Edelman. Edelman in that uh, mm-hmm. that Patriots Rams Super Bowl, you know he had like eleven receptions for like one hundred and twenty yards, and was the Patriots' whole offense and how they moved the chains, and he got the uh, that MVP. So I did bet uh, Matt Stafford to not throw an interception at plus one thirty five. That is a prop I took. Yeah, I like it. I mean, he he the only game he threw pick in was the Forty ers game, right? Yep. And the pick he, he threw wasn't really his fault. I just counted it as the one that was dropped. That, that was more yeah. so his fault. That was his, um, his yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's played pretty clean throughout the playoffs. So, I just thought yes. getting, getting 135 on that, I mean, he throws a pick, so be it. Um, I just think that it, the Rams are going to play a relatively clean game and Stafford's going to be pretty dialed in. So, if I can get to halftime with no interceptions, hopefully we can finish the game strong. And that's kind of was my mentality. I don't what, think it should, how much I, I think it should to, be like plus how, 110. How much stock, too, do you guys put in, you know, a lot of the Rams roster having Super Bowl experience previously? 
I mean, who has, is anyone on even the coaching staff too? I mean, who on the Bengals has even been to a Super Bowl? I, I believe um, Ricardo Allen I saw is the only person on their team who's been to a Super Bowl. Um, I, I mean, I think it, it definitely, you know, it's, and I mean, and, and I guess it's not a, you know, it's a narrative you could have said, Oh, none of them have ever been to an AFC championship game. You know, it's totally, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not nothing. I mean, you know, it's not some, something in, or it's, you know, it's something, but it's not nothing. It's not, you know, everything, I guess is, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. It's not everything. <laughs> um, and it's not nothing. It's, it is something. So, um, you know, it doesn't, uh, you know, the Rams are favored for a reason. They're the better team. They, I think they have a better coach. They have a better defense. They have, a, they, you know, they, their offenses, you know, I, I think the, the Bengals, you know, their passing game and they're running with Mixon and, and Burrow is obviously really tough to contend with, but the Rams are, are awesome in their own right too. So they are the better team. They do have the Listen, better Listen, man, coach. it's a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's a Super Bowl, you know? These are the two best teams in the NFL. That's the way I, you know, yeah. like the, the Bengals have earned their right to be there. And uh, if the Rams don't take that seriously, they're going to lose the game. That's yeah. kind of how I feel. I just expect the Rams to take it seriously. I expect the Rams to be up for the task. And I think that the Rams came into this season with a very kind of driven mentality that separated them from a lot of teams. And they made moves along the way, namely getting Von Miller and getting Odell. And now they're in the position they're in and they're one game away from getting everything that they Yeah, I don't, I don't think like the Rams ever doubted who they were, you know, mm-hmm. even, even in times when it was not as, as, as good for them. Yeah, um, this game is this game is fascinating, man. Because you know, you guys obviously, I think the game's going to be a little bit tighter and lower scoring. And uh, you and obviously some of the those great guests that we talked about like it to be a little bit more of a high scoring game. Um, you know, and I'm just, I mean, the Rams outside of that Cardinals game, but obviously they let the the Bucks in. Obviously there was some turnovers there, and um, you know, it's I just you know if this is a close game, man, it's. Uh, you know, the Bengals are going to have a shot. So I, I just, I think the, the Rams really have to, you know, not take their foot off the gas at any time. Obviously that's super cl- cliche and everything, but it just seems that the Bengals, the Bengals hang around and that's kind of, you know, kind of the bigger point I'm making about Burrow and, and why I have, you know, I, I kind of fear him, you know, as someone who is, is pulling for Stafford. Um, it's, it's just that it's the kind of that X factor that he brings and the fact that, you know, this team has, has been really hard to put away. Um, and they've shown that throughout the playoffs. And, you know, I kind of think that's fluky. Like, if we play this playoff ten times, how many times the Bengals get to the, the Super Bowl, the NFC champ, the AFC championship. But, you know, this is, this is the reality we're living in, and, and they've really stuck around and been a tough out. So it, it is kind of hard for me to see this look like the, the Rams-Arizona game. But, and, you know, and part of that is me just being a viewer and not really wanting that experience. But – this Bengals team, man, is, you know, I, I think we've given them respect. Like they've, they've really stuck around in all these, in all these games. So. I did. And then uh, some, some dynasty picks didn't want to leave them boys out. Uh, Scott Bentley, 24, 14 Rams, Stafford MVP, 2G, only one pick in the Bengals, 24, 21 Bengals, Sam Hubbard. Ugh, that's a rough uh, MVP pick. Um, I love it. 2G's outside the box, man. He's the new wave. Stove, 31, 14 Rams. Gondo, 31-14 Rams, Aaron Donald, Stoff, obviously, Stafford MVP. Dolan, 33-30 Rams, Stafford MVP. I don't like the uh, I don't like the thought bubble that we're in with the Rams. Yeah, so, yeah that's, well, that's that's kind of what I'm doing. Well, Tommy, you know, also, you know, I, I, you're you're dealing with a little bit of PTSD, 
too. Let's be honest with each other here. Yeah, yeah. You're dealing with a little bit of like, you thought you had money in the bank and I get it. And, but, but I just, I, you know, you thought you had money in the bank with the Chiefs being the Bengals and Joe Burrow kind of, you know, whipped it out and that was the end of it. So I think that, that you true. kind of need to take that into account when you're pushing back well, against any of this stuff. And I think well, you really need to, you need to turn the lights off in your room, maybe turn the blue light on, maybe turn the, and just lay down on your back and think about what do I think about the Super Bowl? What do I think, what do, what do I think is going to happen? Just, just forget that you even bet this year and just think, man, the Rams are playing the Bengals. Well, let me try to envision this game. What's going to happen? That's yeah, my advice I, well, to you. Well, and I think the Rams are going to win, but I'm just trying to push back. You know, if, if the Bengals win this game, what does it look like? Is it, is it Burrow outperforming Stafford? Is it the Rams? You know, is there any, is there any realm where the, the Bengals win this game rather than the Rams lose it? You know, we're, we are in a thought bubble. Um, the, the, the Rams are a pretty sizable favorite in the Super Bowl, right? I feel like, I think the Eagles, I saw the Eagles, uh, the Fools uh, Brady Super Bowl, the Eagles were five and a half point dogs in that, in that Super Bowl. Usually you're at about three or under. These are, these are supposed to be tight, close teams. Uh, and, you know, everyone – and it's, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to put myself I'll, in a, in a cold-water mindset a little bit. I'll twist the knife a little bit and say that um, I think that the likelihood of the Rams getting off like, – like having a three-possession lead on the Bengals is significantly higher than the Bengals having a three-possession lead on the Rams. And that's something that I play into, like I factor into my kind of handicapping of the game is I think that there's a much higher likelihood that the Rams start to run away with the game than there is that the Bengals do. I think the only reality where the Bengals start to run away with the game is if Stafford is legitimately spitting on himself. Yep. And he throws like two interceptions in the first half. Which Um, has happened in this season. It has happened. No, that's why you can never rule it out. But I'm just saying in the biggest game of his career, I have confidence that that's not going to happen. And I think that there's more of a reality where, hey, Rams start with the ball, go score, get a stop on the Bengals, get the ball, go get a field goal. Bengals drive a little bit, contest, maybe get to midfield, punt it, and the Rams go score again or something like that. And it's 17-0 or 17-3. I think that's much more likely than the – opposite of that happening and the Bengals kind of taking advantage of every mistake that the Rams make. And um, I think too, Lena, I mean, not to keep yeah. to- tooting our own horns here, but in terms of being in the, in the Rams echo chamber right now, there, there weren't many of us here in, in, in August, mm-hmm. you know? Well, yeah. And, and a lot of, a lot of people joined the echo chamber and then jumped ship after yes. the Rams went to Lambo. Yep. And that was something where it's like, you can't let that define who the team is. And that, to me, ultimately, probably was good for the Rams. They lost that game to be able to, you know, it, it, it's it about look it, bad for them going into that Monday night game in Arizona, and that's yeah. kind of when their season turned around. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they're a resilient group, and they've got good leaders in that locker room. You can never underestimate that. And I, you know, I know Tommy doesn't necessarily fully agree with me, but I do think they have an elite coach, and I think that he is a guy who. Um, you can trust in and you can believe in, and obviously there's going to be mistakes that are made just like any other coach in the NFL. They're going to make mistakes at certain points, but at the end of the day, that's a guy you want on the sideline for you. And um, I think that's got them to the position that they're in right now. And that's why I have faith that they'll be able to finish the job. 
I think too also, you know, it's been this way for me a little bit, um, but the Rams win the Super Bowl. It's, it's full fade Rams root against them time next year with the, with the Lions having their pick again. We'll see. No comment. I got you know. to get back into the – I will say, though, the, the real uh, straw that broke the camel's back for me with picking the Rams to win the Super Bowl was uh, Whitworth coming out and, and playing another year and saying that this season is Super Bowl and bust or bust for them. Um, and I think that that started to just kind of, like, make it clear that, hey, like, these guys in that locker room, Whitworth is 40 years old. He's playing one more year. He's just like a battle-tested guy, very well-respected. He knows that they went and got Stafford to go win a Super Bowl, and he knows kind of the task at hand. And that was really a big moment in, in deciding, you know, how I felt about the team. And that's why I don't want to say I'm going to fade anyone or anything like that next year because i got to have my offseason and do my, do my meditating. So – Tommy, you're officially silent reflecting? I'm, I'm going to be silent reflecting, no matter where I am. Yeah, my mom's going to be watching the Super Bowl with me, so I'm going to have to leave her alone for halftime. She will surely understand. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys. Um, yeah, let's say another year. Another year in the books for us. Uh, <laughs> draft <laughs> the next season, time you uh, hear from us, it'll be draft season, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's this was, this was a really great year, though, and uh, – it it makes sense, you know, that the Bengals the Bengals were a team that we all were 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 skeptical of in our own in our own various ways, and the Rams, uh, you know, you guys were you guys picked to win the Super Bowl, and hey, here we are, here we are. It's only right. It's the duality. Uh, it's the duality of being an analyst, kind of. You, you guys, <laughs> Clef, you especially. The, yeah. the Bengals going to the Super Bowl and playing the Rams is yeah, it's quite. It's, like the, it's pretty are, much the definition of like trying to predict anything with the NFL. Completely. It's, yeah. You were you were as wrong as you could be and as right <laughs> as you could be. It's, it's, you're on the spectrum. It's great. Yeah. Tommy, you want to say scheming? Yeah, you say scheming. I don't want to sign off, man. I want, I want to score forever, man. I want, I want it just to be August. I want it to be August 31st, getting ready for another season. It'll come soon enough, man. I know, well. <laughs> <laughs>